This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Warden's News is a collection of current Game Warden-related news stories gathered from news sources worldwide. These stories are compiled and read by Warden's Watch producer, Jay Scott. Warden News, all new on the Warden's Watch podcast. For our first story, we travel to Kansas. Authorities intensify search for poachers following disturbing incidents involving deer. In a concerning turn of events over the Thanksgiving weekend, Kansas wildlife officials are intensifying their search for poachers following two disturbing incidents involving deer in different counties. In Clay County, a gruesome discovery was made when a large-bodied, headless buck was found poached. The Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks believes the incident occurred between the evening of November 22nd and the morning of Thanksgiving Day. The deer, discovered 2.5 miles northwest of Manchester off Frontier RD, appeared to have been shot with a rifle. This brazen act of poaching has spurred an investigation by local authorities who are appealing to the public for any information that could lead to the apprehension of those responsible. Adding to the severity, a separate incident in Riley County raises further alarms. Game wardens reported that a mature buck was shot from the passenger side of a white truck near a farmer and then quickly fled the scene. This incident happened around 10.30 a.m. on November 24th, just a few miles south of Zenedale. The farmer, who was close to the road feeding cattle, witnessed the poaching. The deer, shot through the hind end with a rifle, died following the incident. Remarkably, the meat from this deer was salvaged. Kansas game wardens have expressed their condemnation of these actions. Emphasizing the criminal nature of poaching and its detrimental impact on wildlife, officials have issued statements highlighting the callous disregard poachers have for wildlife and public safety. The community is urged to provide any information that could assist in the investigations, with specific contact numbers provided for the game wardens leading the cases. As the search for the perpetrators continues, Kansas authorities remain vigilant, reminding the public of the importance of wildlife conservation and the rule of law. Next, we turn to Colorado. Controversial wildlife management. The debate over mountain lion and bobcat hunting. Colorado is currently witnessing a significant debate surrounding a proposed ban on hunting mountain lions, bobcats, and lynx. The controversy has revealed deep divisions between urban and rural perspectives on wildlife management and the ethics of hunting. The Prohibit Trophy Hunting proposal, aimed at ending the hunting of these wildcats in Colorado, 
has been placed on the November 2024 ballot. This initiative was driven by animal rights advocates who argue that hunting these animals serves no socially acceptable or ecologically beneficial purpose. They particularly criticize the use of hounds in mountain lion hunting as inhumane. The proposal also points out that most bobcat pelts from the West are sold in international markets like Russia and China. Over 126,000 signatures were collected to ensure the proposal's placement on the ballot. However, the proposal faces strong opposition from hunting advocates and conservationists. They argue that the ban is based more on emotion than science. Opponents emphasize that hunting, including the use of hounds, is a tradition that offers ecological benefits by contributing to the balance of predator and prey populations. They challenge the portrayal of mountain lion hunting as solely for trophy purposes, citing Colorado's regulations that mandate the utilization of meat from harvested lions. In response to the proposed ban, opponents have escalated their efforts by filing a petition with the Colorado Supreme Court to block the ballot initiative, arguing that it is misleading and that there were procedural errors in its approval. Furthermore, supporters of the ban have filed a second initiative, Initiative 101, which, while still aiming to limit hunting practices, allows a two-week hunting season at the end of December. This initiative would restrict the use of traps, dogs, and electronic calls and require hunters to turn over carcasses, excluding usable meat, to prevent their use as trophies. The debate over this hunting ban in Colorado is a microcosm of a larger conversation about wildlife management and reflects a broader divide in perspectives on this issue. The decision made by Colorado voters in 2024 will have significant implications for wildlife policy, conservation strategies, and hunting traditions in the state and could influence similar debates elsewhere. Now we head back to Kansas. Dramatic rescue, Kansas game warden saves hypothermic duck hunter. In a harrowing incident over the Thanksgiving weekend, a Kansas game warden heroically rescued a duck hunter suffering from hypothermia in the Marais de Seine Wildlife Area, Lynn County. The emergency unfolded on Sunday evening when Game Warden Falls was called to the scene. The hunter, who was in the midst of a duck hunting trip, found himself in perilous conditions, leading to hypothermia and shock due to the freezing temperatures. Upon arrival, Game Warden Falls quickly located the distressed hunter. The swift response and expertise of the Game Warden were crucial in stabilizing the situation until emergency medical services arrived. The hunter was then transported to a local hospital for further treatment. Thankfully, he was discharged shortly after and is currently recovering. A friend of the hunter expressed immense gratitude towards the Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks on social media, not only for saving the hunter's life, but also for assisting in recovering his boat from the marsh. This act of kindness and professionalism extended beyond the rescue, demonstrating the game warden's commitment to both public safety and community support. This incident serves as a stark reminder of the dangers of outdoor activities in extreme weather conditions and the importance of being prepared for any situation. It also highlights the vital role that game wardens play in ensuring the safety of outdoor enthusiasts, often going beyond the call of duty to protect and assist those in need. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. 
Now we travel to Alaska. Soldotna man faces consequences for illegal moose harvest. In a significant wildlife law enforcement case in Soldotna, Alaska, a local man has faced legal repercussions for the illegal harvest of a bull moose. Guy Gonzalez, 42, admitted to the charges after Alaska wildlife troopers discovered the remains of a moose in early October. The moose, found on Gaswell Road near Kalifornski, was only two and a half years old and not of legal age for hunting. The investigation revealed that Gonzalez had killed the moose in late September at mile 10 of K Beach Road. Notably, the animal was fitted with a radio collar by the Alaska Department of Fish and Game, which Gonzalez had removed and discarded. This act of harvesting a young, collared moose brought to light the critical issue of adherence to hunting regulations designed to protect wildlife. Upon pleading guilty, Gonzalez was fined $1,500 and ordered to pay $1,000 in restitution for the moose. He also received three years of misdemeanor probation, highlighting the consequences of violating wildlife laws. The seized moose meat was subsequently donated. Now we head to New York. Investigation underway for deer poaching incident in Greene County. In the quiet town of Lexington, Greene County, New York, a deer poaching incident has sparked an investigation by the New York State Department of Environmental Conservation, D.C. The incident, which occurred recently, involved the illegal taking of a deer from a residential front yard, a violation of wildlife conservation laws. The poaching case came to light when the D.C. was alerted to the incident, which had been captured on a ring camera installed at a local residence. The footage provides crucial evidence in the investigation, offering insights into the illegal act. While no one was home at the time of the shooting, the camera's presence played a pivotal role in documenting the crime. The DEC, in its pursuit to address this wildlife crime, is seeking assistance from the public. They are asking anyone with information related to the incident to come forward. This call for public involvement underscores the importance of community cooperation in tackling illegal hunting activities and preserving local wildlife. Next, we travel to Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania Game Commission charges drone operator in landmark case. In a groundbreaking case, the Pennsylvania Game Commission has charged Joshua Wingenroth, owner of a drone deer recovery service, with several violations following an incident on December 6th at Welsh Mountain Nature Preserve. This case marks a pivotal moment in the ongoing debate over the use of drones in hunting and wildlife recovery. Wingenroth faced charges including unlawful devices and methods, disturbance of game and wildlife, and restrictions on recreational spotlighting. The incident, which involved using a drone to locate game, allegedly led to the disturbance of an antler deer and the use of artificial light from the drone to locate deer during the statewide firearms deer season. This case highlights the legal complexities surrounding the use of drones in hunting-related activities. In Pennsylvania, the Game Commission strictly prohibits the use of electronic devices, including drones, for hunting or scouting wildlife. There are no exceptions to this rule, and the use of drones for any purpose related to hunting, including retrieving downed game, is illegal. Wing and Roth's case is significant as it is the first instance where the Game Commission has filed charges for using a drone to locate game. The outcome of this case could set a precedent and potentially influence future regulations regarding drone use in hunting and wildlife recovery. The debate over the legality of drone use in deer recovery is not limited to Pennsylvania. In Ohio, for example, drone deer recovery is legal, illustrating the varied approaches to this issue across different states. 
The Pennsylvania case has sparked discussions about the need for clear regulations and the potential benefits of drone technology in ethical hunting and wildlife management. As technology continues to evolve, state wildlife agencies are faced with the challenge of balancing the benefits of new tools, like drones, with the need to maintain fair hunting practices and protect wildlife. The outcome of Wingenroth's case and the ongoing debate around drone use in hunting will be crucial in shaping the future of wildlife management and hunting regulations. Next, we go international. Operation Thunder 2023, a major strike against global wildlife trafficking. In a substantial global effort to combat wildlife trafficking, Interpol and the World Customs Organization, WWCO, conducted a joint operation named Operation Thunder. This month-long crackdown carried out in October 2023 involved 133 countries and led to 500 arrests and the seizure of 2,114 endangered species. During the operation, officials confiscated a wide array of endangered wildlife and plant species. Among the seizures were over 300 kilograms of ivory, thousands of turtle eggs, and large quantities of protected timber. Additionally, authorities rescued 53 primates, four big cats, more than 1,300 rare birds, and other endangered animals like elephants, rhinos, and pangolins. The seized timber included tropical hardwoods, amounting to 550 tons, enough to fill approximately 440 standard shipping containers. A significant portion of these trafficking cases were linked to transnational organized crime groups. These groups employed sophisticated methods, including high levels of document fraud, to facilitate the illegal transport of wildlife and timber. Some of the methods used for smuggling included concealing items in parcels, suitcases, vehicles, boats, and cargo transporters. Online sales platforms were also utilized for selling the illegally obtained goods. The operation highlighted the critical role customs agencies play in disrupting criminal networks by enforcing strict controls at international borders. Advanced technology such as specialized sniffer dogs and x-ray scanners was used to detect hidden wildlife and timber shipments. Operation Thunder is part of a comprehensive strategy to combat the illegal wildlife trade, which is a serious threat to global security and biodiversity. The success of this operation underscores the importance of international cooperation and coordinated efforts in tackling such transnational issues. Our next story takes us to Virginia, the unlawful demise of the Hollywood Cemetery Buck. In Richmond, Virginia, the story of the Hollywood Cemetery Buck, a deer revered by the local community, has taken a somber turn. Known for its distinctive 29-point antlers, the buck had become a symbol of the area's urban wildlife and was cherished by residents and visitors alike. The case gained public attention when a suspected poacher posted photographs of the slain buck on a Facebook group claiming it was hunted in Prince Edward County, Virginia. However, these claims quickly raised doubts among local wildlife enthusiasts and hunters, leading to an investigation by the Virginia Department of Wildlife Resources, DWR. The DWR's investigation confirmed the illegal nature of the killing, and charges are now pending against a Virginia hunter in connection with the incident. This development highlights the gravity of wildlife law violations and the strong community ties to the buck. The buck, having been a part of the local landscape for nearly a decade, was well accustomed to human presence. Its life in urban settings like the Hollywood Cemetery made it a familiar figure, and its untimely death has deeply affected the community. Currently, the investigation continues, 
with efforts focusing on preventing similar incidents in the future. This case underscores the importance of wildlife conservation and ethical hunting practices, especially in urban environments where wildlife like the Hollywood Cemetery buck coexist closely with human communities. And that's a wrap for Warden News.